Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now let the show begin. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Don McCauley. Today we're welcoming the program author George A. Milton, and he is the author of Failure is Not the Problem, It's the Beginning of Your Success. Before I bring in today's guest, a quick reminder that selected interviews are available on our iPhone app, which can be downloaded in the App Store, as well as on TV on the Roku channel and Amazon Fire TV. Our app name on all platforms is simply The Author Show. George, how are you? Doing well, Don. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. I am uh, George Milton here. Grew up in rural East Texas. Thought I'd be a professional football player at some point in my life, and that didn't work out as well. I uh, just, uh, you know, I'd gone along and a tremendous amount of failure. I actually ended up in the Army. So I just retired about well, a little bit over a year ago. I uh, was a little bit over 36 years within the confines of the uh, United States Army. So I, I decided to retire and uh, wanted to become a motivational speaker and writer, and that's where we are today. So tell us about your book. As I mentioned a moment ago, uh, done throughout my life, uh, man, I failed tremendously, you know, in every aspect of my life. There came a point in my life when the failure was so overwhelming and depressing that I just didn't know what to do. Uh, no one had ever taught me that failure was simply a part of life. Not until I was what, in basic training at the age of 22 did anyone ever attempt to explain to me that failure was, uh, was not the problem. How I responded to that failure would make all the difference in achieving my goals and aspirations. That guy was a fellow by the name of uh, George Gaither. And uh, he was an amazing man and inspired me in a, a lot of great ways. Although I experienced many failures, I also accomplished a modicum of success. You know, so shortly before retiring from the Army, I applied and uh, submitted for a logo. And because of that failure throughout that process, it uh, preempted this book here. I had wanted to go and focus on something else. And when I submitted that information to the USPTO, it was just another failure. And it came to me that, wow, why don't I just start talking about you know, my life experiences and how failures actually impacted me. So that's how I actually came up with that book. Now, who did you write your book for specifically? Who's your target audience? Now, look at my target audience. Generally speaking, uh, it's anyone from age 5 to 105. I know that's a wide span, but why, why the age of 5? Primarily because 5 is the first uh, recorded failure of my life. That was in kindergarten. I've never gotten you know completely over that and what that failure felt like and that trauma. It caused for many years for me to, to deal with this negativity that came with the, the failure issue. Uh, I also uh, want to target, you know, athletes because I was one uh, from all walks of life, uh, all sports. I want to target moms and dads who struggle with letting their children fail. You know, failure is not something we were born to do. And I don't believe that for a moment. It's something we learn to accept from a negative perspective. If we must accept such an event, uh, which is inescapable, we should do so positively. I learned you know, throughout my life that um, it's made all the difference that if I look at it from a positive perspective as opposed to a negative perspective, one can change his uh, relationship, perspective, and mindset regarding failure from negative to positive. So if you had to choose, what would you say is the single most important idea you're sharing in your book that's really going to add value to the reader's life? Wow, single most. I truly believe that if where it comes to my life and the kinds of things that uh, has actually happened. I would like to share that failure does not really exist except for in the mind. Just like success, failure, if responded to correctly, can propel one to obtain their greatest achievements. Failure is not to be feared, but rather understood as simply an experience. 
and that the most important lesson to learn is not what happens to someone, but how someone responds to failure. So if you compare your book with any book out there we might already be familiar with, which book would it be and why? Wow. If I had to choose one single book, there, there are many books out there I've read, but if I had to choose one to parallel it with, it would be Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. When I look at that book, Mr. Hill explores the psychological power of thought, you know, in the brain and the process of, you know, furthering one's career for both monetary and personal satisfaction. Uh, similarly, I want my reader to not only examine how powerful their thought process is regarding their daily lives and successes, but I hope that the readers will explore the importance of failing and how their failures are uh, way better than, you know, their successes when it comes to actually learning how to process and actually obtain their goals and achievements. So why do you think people have such a difficult time embracing failure? Yeah, I had to think about that for a little bit. And uh, not only as I did some introspection, but in talking to other folks, uh, what I have believed, seriously, that primarily is because we have been conditioned to do so. You know, Don, if we don't achieve a goal, that means, uh, you know, from a human perspective, it must be either positive or negative, good or bad. Well, it's really just an experience, good and or bad. So. If we get to a point to where we can, as I did, remove from that conditioning and uh, to change it from a negative to positive, the outcome of life is so much, much greater. So it's a conditioning process for the most part as I've experienced. But what do you consider to be your biggest failure? If I had to choose uh, just one topic or one reason for my biggest failure, it would be, I know it sounds somewhat cliche, but it was not believing in myself. Failure taught me to believe in myself. I grew up in an environment where there weren't a lot of positive influences in that environment. Good people, but just not a lot of positive, uh, you know, environment and abject poverty uh, kind of uh, construct. But uh, once I understood how failure could actually propel me to obtain some of the goals by which I had actually set for myself and not worry about the outcome necessarily, I learned how to believe in myself. So um, uh, I, I think that would be probably the biggest failure I've ever, ever had. But I've I actually come up, overcome that for, for quite, a, quite a good reason. Why do you think most people believe that failure has no positive value? Wow, primarily, Don, I think it's very similarly that uh, because people have been taught what just the opposite, po that failure has what? Only negative value. Different people see positivity and negativity in different kinds of ways, but I think it's pretty clear that when most people look at failure and they try to evaluate it and put a value on it, it oftentimes is negative as opposed to positive. There, there are one or two people out there who will t briefly talk about failure from a positive perspective, but they're trying to give a positive message so they move away from that and start talking about success. So it's all about, you know, belief systems, value, how one has actually grown up and what they've actually been taught reference this, uh, this topic. So is it your belief that failure doesn't exist? Well, when we, when we look at the word failure, uh, it's a part of our, you know, vocabulary. It's a part of our lexicon, but Failure is simply an experience, whether it be positive or negative. When, when, when we think about children, let's think about our lives when we were growing up. You know, see, children, I've noticed, and I did this, and you may have also, is that when we're younger and we're not familiar with that one particular word, failure, when we attempt something done, what do we do? We do one or two things. We either continue on with the mission, trying to accomplish that goal of the achievement, or we just, uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to something else and do something else. We don't think of it as failure. We just think of it as, say, hey, moving on. I didn't figure this out, so I'm just going to go do something else. But unfortunately, 
when we associate this failure piece with being told that, oh, you didn't accomplish that, therefore you're a failure. Now we start looking at this failure piece and now that it becomes into existence, right? And then oftentimes, depending on where you are, what you're doing, the families you grow up in, people who expound upon that, we internalize that. And now failure begins to grow. But prior to that, children don't have any understanding and idea what failure actually is. So does it really exist? It exists from an intellectual perspective and it gets into our minds once it's actually you know, introduced to us. So how does one go from changing the mindset regarding failure from negative to positive? In my book, I have a 12-step program that actually takes one you know, through this particular you know, process in a very, very formal, a more simplistic sort of way. But uh, in order to be able to do that, one needs to be extremely disciplined as they go through these different steps. But they also, at the end, they need to take action, right? Oftentimes, we will say we want to make change. We want to have a different mindset. We want to have a different perspective. And we're not disciplined enough because we just assume that if we try, we attempt. If it doesn't work, we just, you know, this isn't for us. So in order to be able to literally change that, and it's taken me a number of years to get to that point to where I was disciplined enough. The military helped me with that discipline when I combined the discipline the military gave me plus these steps that I've actually gone through over my lives, plus I took the action, then it just migrated into me taking the ability to be able to change my mindset. So discipline is key, and then taking action is extremely critical. So how did you come up with the phrase, failure is not the problem? Yeah, uh, my daughter and I had decided that we wanted to come up with a different phrase and a different logo, and when we submitted that, um, uh, it was basically the, the phrase was stay focused. And the actual logo was a weird sort of smile that was kind of curvature to the left that she'd actually designed. So we thought, hey, why don't we, you know, come up with this, get a, you know, start, you know, off some uh, some coaching, some training, some mentoring with this particular logo. And we sent it in and uh, it, it actually failed. It bombed. So I talked to the folks at the USPTO and they said, hey, look, you know, it's not going to work. Uh, this one doesn't uh, doesn't fly. So I said, well, you can just send me my money back. And they said, no, nah, we don't do that. You can come up with another phrase or you know, the money uh, sits here. So I thought, another failure. Golly, man, what's going on with this? And then it just popped in my head. You know what? Hey, remember what Sergeant Gaither said? Failure is not the problem. So that's how that phrase actually came into being. But then I submitted the logo that we actually have, which is the phrase encapsulated by a, a frowny face. And I sent it in. And USPTO, United States Paw, you know, Patent and Trademark Office, say, look, you're a go. So that's how I came up with it. Now, did your environment or upbringing play any major role in your writing? Yes, sir, it did. Growing up, as I mentioned uh, a little bit ago, you know, extreme, you know, impoverished area. You know, my uh, I was a kid, unwet teens, uh, no formal education. My parents, you know, a lot of alcohol and drugs in that particular environment. So I had a little modicum of success as, as an athlete. But whereas it relates to um, that particular environment, I wanted to be able to get this story out. And not anybody that's any more special than anyone else done. We all have experiences. But I know one thing is that all of the experiences some of us share and some of us don't share. But when it comes to failure, everybody fails. So everybody shares that one. So I wanted to make sure that people understood that failure uh, definitely isn't the problem. How you respond to that failure is uh, the, the key to victory. And uh, with that environment that I grew up in, very, very negative, very, very um, uh, difficult and a lot of failure, it actually propelled me to be able to write this book. So how would you describe your writing style? Probably as a combination of, of a couple. I would say expository because I'm trying to focus on a particular idea here and persuasive, right? So uh, I want to be able to help people look at the logical piece of the failure, 
But I'm also trying to make sure that there's an emotional appeal with this because failure is a very, very emotional event. So I would say expository slash or persuasive. Now, most authors have a very specific reason for writing a particular book. What was your reason for writing this book? As I have mentioned throughout this talk here is that I had a lot of failure, a lot of the, you know, depression going on with me. I thought something was wrong with me until I actually understood that failure, you know, is just simply a part of life, uh, just uh, part of our experience. So I want to be able to help people and relieve them of these thoughts of negativity, uh, the depressive state of mind in which uh, one has to deal with in regards to, to failure. I want to take this one word and transform the planet to really literally see failure as something very, very positive, something that is a part of our experience. You know, uh, there was a phrase that says failure is not an option. Of course, failure is an option because it's a part of our lives. I really want to be able to get people to understand that and to see that when we fail, it's merely a part of our experiences. It's something that can actually propel us to be able to move on to our greatest, greatest assets and accomplishments, and that is not negative in which uh, the ways in which we've been taught. In your opinion, who should buy your book? Oh, well, let's see. I know this, uh, again, sounds very, very cliche I guess one would, would say, but anyone who fails, anyone who has failed, anyone who is going to fail in the future. But when it comes to purchasing the book, I want those persons, as I mentioned, you know, five to 105 and anything in between, those folks who really want to change their mindset and to see failure as the greatest resource on the planet. If the Bill Gates, the Abraham Lincolns of the world, the Oprah Winfrey's of the world, the Ted Nugent's of the world, I mean, a number of folks that when you look at them, they say that they learn more from their their failures than they ever did from their successes. Those folks are the ones in which I think would benefit from actually buying this book. Do you have a website? Uh, yes, sir, I do. It's georgeamilton.com. I'll say again, georgeamilton.com. This has been just great. Our guest today has been George A. Milton, and he is the author of Failure Is Not the Problem. George, thanks very much for being with us today. And thank you so much for the opportunity, sir. This is Don McCauley wrapping up another edition of The Author Show. Go out there, buy the book today, and please share this interview with your friends so that they, too, have the opportunity to discover our guests and their work. The Author Show can be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com. Selected interviews can also be found on major platforms like Amazon Fire TV, the Roku Channel, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, and many more. And whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books to read, The Author Show is a great place to start. Check us daily as we continue to introduce wonderful authors of very interesting books on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorsshow.com. Theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.